welcome to the American Way, where we, Ollie Burke, Elliot Jeffrey, and Will Loney will be dedicating each individual episode to an American sport. We speak to Division One stars and professionals as we find out what is required to compete at the highest level. Talking to soccer stars, basketball ballers, and American football phenomena, we discuss the schooling system in the USA with top-level athletes and how it's helped them in their journeys many dream of. Follow our socials at The American Way and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Join us as we explore The American Way. On episode two of The American Way, we are joined by a very special guest. Today, we will be joined by Division I Wake Forest University defensive lineman Rondell Bothroyd. Bothroyd was a three-star recruit coming out of high school with multiple Division I offers. He has played American football his entire life and is now at the pinnacle of the American way. For those that aren't familiar with the American way, the top 1% of high school players make it to D1. Bothroyd is at Wake Forest, an American university, who not only play against the top talent in the US, but also leave attendees with a highly thought of degree. So, without further ado, all of us at the American way are delighted to introduce Rondell Bothroyd. So, man, appreciate you having me. Rondell, please could you discuss your early sporting days? Early sporting days? Uh, probably, I think I started playing when I was like seven. So, pretty early over here. Uh, and there's like full pads, everything, like tackle, everything. Um, I played center, actually. So, like, I was a lineman because I was always like the bigger kid. Um, and then, like, years go by like I started to play like I started to carry the ball like running back um which was fun it made it made it really fun um and I was always bigger so it was, it was pretty hard to tackle me so my teams are always pretty good uh and then yeah just I played running back I played linebacker till like high school and then high school I played a little running back and then tight end and defensive end all the fun positions then yeah the fun position the you get a touch ball and then at what age did you realize you had a sporting talent? Uh, I mean, I was always like one of the better kids on my team just because I was bigger, but uh, I didn't really realize like I could go somewhere with football till like junior high school, probably. Yeah, so a little while, but. Because you, you switched, didn't you, from, from basketball to American football, we've, we've discussed before. Yeah, yeah, I, well, kind of, yeah, because I, so I like played basketball, like I played AU and all that. And I would do like this recruiting thing with basketball and all that. And once I kind of stopped growing, I was like, this is like the basketball thing isn't going to work because I'm not tall enough. So I would have to play like the guard position. So I just like, I kind of gave up on the recruiting side of basketball and just like, just play football basically. Looking back on it now, obviously it, it's so difficult to make it division one in any sport let alone a sport you're maybe less physically gifted for would you say that's the best decision you've made in your career so far fully committed to, to American football oh yeah I, I think by a long shot and even it doesn't even matter where but if you as long as you get like that scholarship and you don't really have to pay for school I feel like you're blessed and like you really can't go wrong with committing to anywhere really yeah, 100%, because a scholarship obviously means so much. You get yeah. get a full ride. You've not got to pay for your, your tuition fees, and you've got the best best uh, facilities yeah. and whatnot. It's crazy once you actually see the prices of everything, too. It's just like that you don't have to worry about any of that. You, you feel really blessed. 
No, hundred percent. So, what offers did you get to to play D one? Can you tell us some of your your best offers? Uh, I, my first offer was UConn, if you know what that is University of Connecticut. Yeah. Um, nice. Then I had like Syracuse, uh, Rutgers, Boston College. Uh, I was ri- originally committed to Temple in Philly, um, and then a bunch of like small schools. Nice. That must have been such an amazing feeling getting Division One offer, just knowing that you've got everything sorted and you've got people that you're you're watching on ESPN or on TV that are after you to play for them. Yeah, no, it was it was crazy because um, I think it was like my junior year, spring, spring of my junior year. I like before that, I was everyone was like, "You're gonna play in college," like blah blah, and I was always like, "Yeah, it's, it's like really hard. Like it's not likely that I'm gonna get like a full ride or whatever." And then I'm like sitting in the coach's office and he's like, we're going to offer you a full scholarship. And it was, I was like, let's take it back. I was like, wow, that's crazy. Cause I never thought like I was going to get a full ride anywhere just cause I didn't think it was that normal. Well, yeah. Cause it's literally 1% of the the top high school players get a D1 scholarship. So right. no, I must've felt, I must've felt so good. Yeah. My mom was next to me and she was way more excited than me. <laughs> well, yeah, I bet she's pleased, especially with the, uh, the full ride you're set for life then, aren't you really? Uh- She's, she's glad she doesn't have to worry about any of that. No, definitely. Can you explain why you chose Wake Forest in the end? Uh, so I was, I told you, as I told you, I was committed to Temple, which was in Philly. And I really liked it there. But um, Wake was just, it was like the ACC, which is our conference. It's like Clemson, uh, Syracuse, Florida State and all that. So like the competition is way better. And then it's kind of like a baby Ivy League. Um, which just means like it's a really prestigious school. So if you graduate from there, you like you're pretty much set for life. I, I don't know, yeah, set for life. And so just the academics and the the conference we play in, I was just like, it's it's hard to beat that. So you really looked on the academic side. You thought, obviously, the dream to make it to the the NFL, but you looked at the yeah. academic side, thinking if that doesn't work, yeah. I've got the academics. So that was like yeah. a big part of your decision. Yeah, definitely because. Even if you do, even if you play like out of your mind, like you go to the NFL for however many years, you still have like the rest of your life to do something. Like you're gonna have to do something, so you might as well get a good degree while you're at it. No, definitely good shot. So we've got a, a UK audience, target audience who maybe don't know too much what a Division One scholarship is and what it entails. Can you just tell us in detail what it is and what you have to do almost? day-to-day or what your scholarship is entails really so really I don't have to worry about much just because like it's literally everything is paid for so I don't have to come out of pocket for anything like the actual tuition is paid for like all of the books all of like the meals and stuff is paid for which is is crazy to think about and like when I say it out loud obviously that just like surprised me but yeah like all the meals all the books my like my classes um that's I, yeah like I really it's really just everything is paid for unless like if you fail if you fail more than one class you have to pay for your classes so like or you have to pay for that class again if you fail more than one class really do you yeah, feel so pressured that, in like your schoolwork like is that a, is that a pressure or is the main pressure really just football yeah it's definitely both kind of but depending like right now it's more academic pressure and then in the fall it'll be more football pressure just because we take like we take less important classes in the fall just because we have like a crazy schedule i get you so basically in division one they're they're paying for your talent without 
actually paying you as such? Yeah. We get, uh, it's called a stipend. So you, like, depending where you live and where, like, what year you are, you get a stipend and it's like a monthly, like freshmen, freshmen this year, I think are getting like $400 a month just to, cause they don't, we don't really have a salary of any. So we get like a certain amount of money every year. Cause I've seen a lot of like American news there. It's quite controversial, isn't it? Getting the money because yeah. you're basically putting the workload in of a professional NFL player who are getting absolutely millions and you're yeah. doing school and you're school, getting yeah. absolutely a tiny percentage of yeah. what they're getting paid and you're putting in the same effort. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Um, personally, I think, cause I, so I'm off campus, so I get a bigger amount of money to pay rent. So I'm not like ever, I'm not really ever struggling to like buy food or any of that. But, and then like, once I see how much money they make off of our games and like how much money they make off of what we do in a year, it's kind of crazy to see like the little amount we get from that. But I'm not, I'm not like a big, I'm on the fence about it. I don't really care just cause I'm never like down bad with money. But then do you not, do you not think all these NFL players are, are doing, I know they're doing maybe a bit more in their games, maybe obviously slightly harder, but do you not think that's slightly unfair at all? Oh, no, it's definitely unfair. Because <laughs> it's like we have school and football. They just, they get paid. They get It's their job, obviously, but that's all they have to do. So it'd be cool to get a little more money, but. That's where everyone wants to make it to the NFL, eh? Yeah. That'd be a big, that'd be a big uh, money. Big money right there. 100%. What was the step up like from high school to division one? Because you've said in your youth career, such as we call it here, or your high school days there, you were you were the big kid. What was the difference from going from high school to division one? Uh, the biggest difference was probably, probably like uh, just mentally, like you couldn't, like in high school, you could just run around and just make plays and stuff in college if you're not where you're supposed to be, the like the running back will hit your gap and just score. So you'd have to just be locked in more mentally because the game is faster. Like it's it's a lot more faster. So if you're not where you're supposed to be at, like in every single play, it ends up being like a big play. Even if you don't think it's going to be, it'll end up being a big play. So I would say mentally, like just being focused every single play. Oh, definitely. What was it like moving away from home at such a young age? Uh, I, I also, that's another reason I picked Wake was because it's far away from home. But uh, like a few months into it, I was, I didn't realize that I didn't want to be that far away from home. Like I thought I did. And I picked it and I was like, this is like, this is, I think it's like a 12 hour drive. And then if I want to fly, the, the flights into where I'm from are expensive because it's just a really small state. So it was it was pretty bad for the first like half half a year maybe to a year, but then I just got comfortable and I was like this is I got chose it I got to do it now, but I definitely miss 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 family a lot miss friends a lot. But would you consider that a downside to Division One that you've got to change your life so much, or is that what is necessary to compete at the top level? I think it's necessary. Obviously, not everyone picks. 12 hours away from there where they're from <laughs> I think even if I went to like Yukon where I'm 10 minutes from the school I still wouldn't be seeing like my family every day or my friends every day just because of the 
the workload we have, especially during the season. Because yeah, we've spoken before, haven't you? You've just literally got to give everything to to that season because you've only got probably three, and then you've got to make it to the league. And if that's yeah. the dream, I think Elliot's got a question going now. Yeah, uh, Rondell. What's up, bro? I was just going to ask you. So when uh when you're in season, uh, what is like a day in the life of Rondell like? A day in the in season, so like a game week. Yeah. Game week. Uh. I'll do like a like a Tuesday. Tuesday, we I normally wake up at like 5.30, 5.45. Then we have meetings for like an hour, hour and a half, and then practice from like, I think it's like 8 to 10 probably. And then most people's classes are at 11. Mine are normally at 11. And then uh, we uh, you have to lift like twice a week, so it doesn't have to be like every day. So it's like twice a week. So I'd probably lift at like, one and then I'd have another class at like two or two thirty, and then uh, depending on what classes you, I would have tutoring at like five, five or six, and then you got to watch film. Obviously, that's we're big on watching film. Like if you don't watch film, you're not gonna know like what to get better on. So it's a pretty packed day. Yeah, yeah. like you get done at like seven, eight, and you got some homework, but. Is it like that every day on a game day, on a game week? Sorry. Game week, it's like, so our so our schedule would be Tuesday, Wednesday is kind of the same. And then Thursday, it's like an easier practice, so it's shorter. And then uh, Fridays, we just have a walkthrough because our games are Saturday. So Friday, we just have like a quick walkthrough in the morning. It's like an hour, so it's not really physical. But And then Saturday, we have a game. Sunday, we have practice, like a, it's just like a recovery practice kind of. And then Monday we have off. It's our only day off. Wow, that's mad. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty crazy. So bye weeks, we kind of love bye weeks, but don't get a lot of them. Mm. That's crazy. I'll go on to Will. Yeah, hi, Rondell. Um, so we'll just um, speak about uh, obviously being a student and, and growing up. Um, I want to dive into a bit of the, the dietary needs. What's it like? growing up around um i don't know maybe you want to go out all the time or maybe have some drinks maybe go out or eat some chick-fil-a or anything like that um, oh, yeah. how difficult is it to stay on track with your dietary or is it something that maybe doesn't even come into play so much um for me i know like recently i was i've been trying to get my body fat percentage down so like we do like this it's like a body body scan and like everyone gets their body fat so like recently I've been like on track, like I've been eating healthy, not drinking all that. Um, but for most people, it's not, it's not like the diet thing isn't crazy because they're where they're supposed to be. Like they're, they don't have to lose or gain weight. Um, but then like for bigger, for bigger people, when you have to lose weight there, it's really, it's really hard because there's not much to eat around here. It's like all like fast food and all that. Um, but yeah, the, the going out thing, we go out. Like we drink sometimes, but definitely during the season, it's not, we don't really go out just because I, I, me personally, I'm always dead like after games and stuff. But in the spring, like, yeah, we go out like Saturdays, we drink a little bit, but. So you say it's, um, you find it quite easy personally to stay on track with, you know, focusing on the season and sort of happy to um, compromise um, with not drinking so much or maybe not eating so much fast food as you'd like, but yeah. you're content with that, yeah? 
Yeah, it's 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 hard when you see like your friends who don't play football, like you're they're out, like you see their Snapchat stories. It's like, damn, I wish I was there, but it's 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 worth it in the end. Like the, playing the games, winning the games is worth it. It's worth it. It's what you've got to do at that level, isn't it? Because everybody else is doing that. As we've said in our in our previous conversation, like if you're not putting the maximum amount of work in, you it's, you're going to like be visible on game day. Yeah, like if you're not, because like. Like Florida State, they're lifting every day too. So if you don't you go the extra mile, you're not going to work harder than – if you're not going to work harder than them, it's not going to, like, pay off on game day. 100%. So do you hope to make it to the NFL? And if not, do you have a supposed backup plan? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would not – I wouldn't be doing all this if I, if I didn't want to go to the NFL just because of how crazy it is, but – it's like I'm working towards it, and then obviously you need a backup plan. So I'm majoring in health and exercise science to be either be like a PT or a PA or something like along the lines of that. Um, and then I'm minoring in education, just like for a back, another backup plan, just in case like I if I want to teach or like coach or something like that, I could use education to teach. Brilliant. Do you think everyone in not just Wake Forest but in Division One all have the dream of making it to the league? Sorry. Let me rephrase that. They all obviously dream of making it to the league, but do you think every person in Division One thinks that's a realistic dream? Uh, I know, I know people like not everyone, like not everyone thinks it's going to happen. But you come in here, like your first year, you want to obviously go to the NFL, um, and then as like your years go on, you realize maybe like it's not for me. Maybe it's not like maybe I don't love football enough to like keep wanting to play. So like I, situations like that, but I think for the most part, everyone wants to go to the league just just because of like the crazy schedule we have, the crazy just physical demanding. Like it's, I, I feel like everyone wants to at some point. Yeah, and you, you need that mindset as well. You need to be a winner and a competitor, don't you? Yeah. If you want to play Division One. A lot of people, a lot of people would say like, if you don't have everyone on your team that wants to play in the league, then like you're not going to win. Really? Just because what are you playing for? But I don't, I don't believe that fully, but I see, I see why people believe it. Yeah, no, definitely. Have you had any moments of adversity in your career so far? It could be injury, family issues, the distance. Can you, can you touch on that for us, please? Uh, yeah, I tore my ACL to end the last game, 2019. So yeah, 2019, I got surgery. Um, and then, so, like, once quarantine started, I was, like, barely running. So, like, I was at home, like, not getting great rehab. Uh, and then came back in the summer and the rehab, just overall the rehab for ACL injuries is ridiculous. So, I was just, like, like, I was in there crying. Like, I didn't think I, didn't think I was going to get through it. I didn't think I was going to ever play again just because of how, bad, like, how, like, hurtful it was. Um, so, that was, that was probably the lowest like I've ever felt in my life just because it was just crazy. Um, and then, yeah, like I said, like freshman year, I didn't want to be here just because of how far it was. Like I was just like mentally, I was not in a state to like play football or like be 12 hours away from home. But that's that's about it in like my college career, of, like football. Uh, Will, you wanted to ask one here? Yeah, so you touched on it there uh, a little bit with the mental side of it and obviously um, getting upset. Um, 
how did you get around that? What was your distraction? Or what was your motive? Um, talk us through it a little bit. I, the thing is, I don't even, like, I didn't have a specific thing, but I just, like, want, uh, like when it would be over, like, my mom would text me or call me or whatever. My grandma would text me or call me or whatever. And I think just people asking, like, how I'm doing or, like, what the progress is. Like, I always wanted to have a different answer the next time. So, like, the progress, like, they wanted to see the progress, obviously. So I think just hearing from people and, like, knowing people, like, care, it kind of just pushes you to, like, like, people's expectations of, of you. Like, you kind of just want to get back and get going. And, like, I wanted to play this upcoming season, so I had to, like, grind in the rehab. For sure. Are you going to Elliot? Um, do you ever feel, like, pressure to that you have to make it in the league or, say, like, you chose Wake Forest because you can get um, a job after a degree quite easily? Do you ever feel, like, pressure to help your family out? Like, you want to make it to the league just for them? Oh, yeah. that's. I think that's one of the biggest reasons I, like, want to go to the league. Obviously, for myself, like, for just a – that's, a, like, a dream you dream of as a kid. idea of, like – they uh, guys giving their dad their moms or dads cars is it like it brings a smile to my face so like I think that's one of the biggest reasons like just to support my grandma my mom all my aunts like all my car I just want to like spread the wealth if I make it so that's the biggest reason I've been working too so in the American way only the stat is insane only 1.5% of high school American footballers get the opportunity to play division one do you think this is unfair to the good, not great talents, or is this necessary to maintain the elite standards? Uh, I definitely think it's necessary just because, like, not everyone can play at this level. But um, I think, like, recruiting, I think recruiting is definitely, like, more politics than it is actual recruiting just because, really? like, Wake, for, for example, Wake didn't recruit connecticut where i'm from so they my like my coach he recruited me but he heard of me through another school who recruited connecticut like they were good for like my coach and they're hitting the coach that recruited me they were good friends so that's the only reason like i'm here where i am right now just because like my coach asked like do you have any guys that are like pretty good and my, the coach that was recruiting me was like yeah this guy so i think like in the recruiting aspect it's just not it's not where it should be because there's a lot of hidden talent and there's kids that end up doing nothing with their lives because they didn't get recruited. Jeez, that's crazy. Cause then obviously you had other offers at Temple, which is a, a great division one school for those that don't know, but you couldn't like, there's a chance that you wouldn't be where you are today. If that coach hadn't had that conversation. No, it's, it's crazy. And I, I texted the coach after I was like, I appreciate it. Cause this is like a big, like a big offer for me. Um, but yeah, it, they like I think Wake, they're starting to recruit up north, like up around those states. But before me, they I'm like the first kid from Connecticut that like went to Wake, or like yeah, it's, you know, it's crazy. It is crazy because here in England, obviously, we have a very different system to you. We have like football, as in soccer, is our main sport here, and they yeah. have multi-million pound academies, and they academies, sign yeah. players all over the country from like the age of like five years old, like. Here we have, like, I think there was a 13-year-old the other week that got sold to one of the top clubs for 1.1 million. Oh, my God. That's crazy. That's, that's, what crazy. I was, that's what I was going to ask. In America, like, how 
how does that sound you've just said it's crazy then but it's um like i have a few friends that played like they're really good at soccer but they didn't go to a good college just because of like they didn't have the money to pay for uh like a club team mm. so it yeah, the, I think the whole recruiting process just in all sports over here is not the greatest. So, that, so do you then think it's unfair that the fact that soccer isn't one of your national sports means that they miss out on the opportunity that you have just because of the sport they play? Oh, definitely. My, like my friend, he didn't go to like a good college just because of the money. Like, because soccer is, what is it, like 13 kids on a team or 20 kids on a team. So they don't have that many scholarships to give out. So like yeah. he would pay for the first two years, like he was an all American, like two time all American, like just just great. He ended up going to a small school because he couldn't like didn't he didn't have the money to pay for like a big, big scholarship. And then you have like fifty odd people, don't you, on your rosters? On the football roster? Yeah. Uh, like your, like your so- what in Wake Forest? Hundred people. Yeah. But uh, I think it's like eighty three on scholarship. Jeez, what? And then they have to then pick a, a match day squad search from that. Not really. No, it's like if we're going to if we're going away, the coach like our coaches like you pick a travel squad like it's like 50, 60 kids, Jeez. and then and then home games everyone's on the sideline. So there's like a hundred and five kids on the sideline. And then just because your friend didn't play American football, he can't get a top school scholarship. Yeah, he, yeah, soccer. He, yeah. Jeez. No, he, it's because, like, we have clubs here. So, like, you either play for high school or a club team. Yeah. And the ridiculously expensive. So, he never paid for that just because it was ridiculous. And that's all that college coaches look at. They look at just the club teams. They don't look at high school. That's so unfair because we literally have the opposite here in England. I, I'm envious quite often of, of your system, having played American football as as Elliot, because you've got so much, like, attention from a young age and there's so there's a there's a direct path to make it straight to the top but here we have opportunities at the age of five six seven at at almost every sport so there's definitely positive and negatives for both i don't know much about the academies but i feel like if we did it over here we would have crazy talent but yeah imagine like las vegas raiders or miami dolphins having five-year-olds running about be awesome Go on, Elliot, you got a question. I was going to say, obviously, uh, you were talking about you knew people who were, like, obviously didn't make it to D1 and then their just kind of lives just ended or whatever. Um, obviously, I can only talk from watching, like, Last Chance You and stuff. And obviously, right, yeah. everyone's trying to get, like, D2 offers and stuff. But could you explain for people who, like me, who don't really have much of an idea about that kind of thing, but uh, what is, like, the difference in a D1, D2, or even D3 school? Uh, so D, the difference between D1 and D2 and D3 is that D1, like they can give scholarships, like full scholarships. And then D2, D3, they can't really give like a scholarship for sports. But a lot of schools will find a way to give you like an academic scholarship. Like normally it's either half or like uh, 75% is paid off. So like for a lot of kids, D2 and D3 have to pay some out of pocket, like out of pocket to go to school there. That's that's the biggest difference. And then like uh, D1, D2, D3, it's like people would say it's like a lot of talent. Like it goes D1's best talent, D2 is the best like next and then D3. But there's like there's a bunch of D3 kids that can easily play D1. It's just the exposure. Like like I said, the recruiting, 
they didn't get recruited well just because of where they're from or something. And they could eat D1, but they're at D3 schools. Yeah, I think I saw a D3 O lineman who was just messing uh, D1, D lineman yeah. on, on the pro day or I, something like that. Yeah, I forgot who it was, but I saw that, yeah. Yeah, I was like, Jesus, this guy's massive. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it all comes back to the rec- like the recruiting part of it. Yeah. Just like they didn't get recruited well. So now they're a big, big talent at a small school and they might not get any exposure there either. Yeah. As you're saying, it is all about exposure because if that kid was at the, it's the senior bowl. That was it, wasn't it? It was at the senior bowl. And uh, if he hadn't got that TV coverage of, of the yeah. senior bowl or hadn't been on an NFL post, no one would know who he is. Yeah. So that is a massive flaw in such in the American way that if you're not spotted at a, a young age or at a big school, you could be one of the best players in the world, but yeah, if you've not got that exposure, you're not going to make it. No, it's crazy. We talk about it all the time over here. Really? Just crazy. Like you, know, you, you guys notice it because obviously from an outsider looking in, it, it's pretty obvious, but you guys can see that as well. Yeah. Like there's kids, there's kids on D1 teams that shouldn't be on like D1 teams, but they, they went to like a school in like Georgia is heavily recruited. Mm. So the school and they just got like, they had like a good game or something. And then there's kids that like from Connecticut, there's a few kids I went to high school with that could have easily went to like a smaller D1 school, but they just didn't because no one recruits Connecticut because it's like a small, like no one plays football there. It's like more of a soccer state, like stuff like that. Jeez. It is crazy that where you're born can affect your your career, yeah. especially like, as you say, in sport and at the top level. Yeah. I was, when I was born, I want art when I was younger, not born. I wanted to move to like Texas just because like how crazy the football is down there. Really? Like, football down there, but obviously it paid off not moving down there, but. Yeah, exactly. It's all worked out in the end. Right. Yeah. Elliot, have you got one more? Yeah, go on. Go I was just going to say, um, obviously whilst we're talking about like different states and stuff, does that kind of thing play into like, will say like head coaches from top D1 schools, will they just focus all of their complete attention on like a kid from Texas over say a kid from like Seattle or whatever. Oh yeah. By a long, like, like by a long shot. It's not even like a question just cause yeah. uh, like historically and like now Texas is just like the big like t- uh, football state or like Louisiana, Georgia, all that. So a coach will take a kid from Georgia or Texas over a kid from the North any day of the week, just because of like the, the football state it, it's known to be. I feel like we we kind of have that as well in England actually. Like yeah. we see most kids from like London. Obviously, yeah. most like most Americans like when they when they hear England, they're like, "Oh, are you from London? Are you from London or whatever?" Uh, yeah, that's but, literally. Yeah, I feel like most kids from London obviously have that advantage, like you're saying about Texas. And, yeah. yeah, it's crazy to see. Uh, it's definitely funny the difference in the comparatives you can make between the two. Uh, you were saying about like you wanted to look after your mum and stuff mm. and um, I was going to say if you could give any advice to a young athlete from a one parent household what would you say? Uh, I would say because I am I was from a one parent household I would just say like those like when you feel like you don't want to do it just remember what could pay off and like what you could give to your mom or your dad whoever the single parent is like just imagine their face 
like when you make it and you have that money to pay them back for all this all the time like all the time they gave you all the work they missed and all that like it's like a we call it like a why like what is your why and like it's the why you do it so i would just like always remember like the why like it's it's your parent like because they did so much for you and you just got to keep going for them yeah that's brilliant that's a that's a top form of motivation Thank you very much, Rondell. You've been an absolute pleasure and your insight into the American way has been absolutely superb. So thank you very much. Appreciate it. Thank you for coming. Sadly, that's all we have time for at the American way. That was just excellent, wasn't it? I still can't believe some of the differences in the system. And I really didn't think it would make that much of a difference where you were born, but it clearly does. I really hope you've enjoyed listening to this episode as much as we have enjoyed creating it. Make sure to follow our TikTok account at The American Way Podcast and our other social medias at The American Way. We cannot wait to give you our next episode by Will Lowry as he discusses soccer in the USA. And once again, thank you for listening.